Well, howdy there, and welcome back to the Mike on the Mic podcast with your music-loving host, DJ Mikey D, baby. And today's episode is the Led Zeppelin success story, baby. So without further ado, we're going to get into that. It's all Led Zeppelin today, baby. So let's get into it. Uh, Led Zeppelin, it was an English rock band formed in London in uh, 1968 that consisted of Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, uh, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham. And just like the Beastie Boys uh, departure that we talked about in the Beastie Boys success episode, go check it out. Uh, Led Zeppelin's very own John Bonham would die in 1980 and uh, break the band up, sadly. But uh, before we get into all that information about Led Zeppelin, let's talk about their success. That's why we're here. After establishing the band, they weren't even called Led Zeppelin yet, actually. Uh, they were going by the New Yard Birds. And their first, uh, their first show under the new name Led Zeppelin, that would be... oh. Oh, so popular. Uh, their uh, first show under Led Zeppelin wasn't until October 25th, 1968. And they released their first album called Led Zeppelin on January 12th, 1969. Uh, in their first year under the new name, they would become, you know, it would be such an iconic name. Uh, they completed four U.S. and four U.K. tours. They went on eight freaking concert tours in one year. And uh, that's also when they released their second album, Led Zeppelin II. And since they were on the road most of that year, because <laughs> they had flipping eight tours, uh, all their music was recorded on the road, uh, which was which was uh, something not a lot of... Uh, bands were doing at the time which i thought was pretty cool or at least they were but like didn't have like an actual they didn't have like actual road setup they just you know would go to different studios and stuff but it was cool it was cool something a lot, a lot of bands would do and you know they found it i guess they they probably found it pretty easy to like make new material maybe when they're busy as freaking hell i don't know that's that's just something we, we will never know uh, but their second album would reach even bigger charts than the first, than uh, Led Zeppelin One. Uh, it would uh, the Led Zeppelin Two was the first album that would reach number one the first week of its release, and many say it created their heavy and hard, uh, brutal but direct kind of sound. That would kind of that just put them on the map even bigger, and uh, many people actually believe that this was. The starting point for uh, heavy metal and uh, metal bands as well. And we'll get more into that real real soon. But, um, yeah, I mean, in just two years, they were uh, converted to the biggest band in the world, which is not something to take lightly here with Led Zeppelin, you know. This this was the actual truth. A lot of, pe- a lot of bands would come up and be like, oh, you know, I'm the biggest band in the world. These people were the biggest band in the world at the time. Uh, During the 70s, Led Zeppelin was on top of commercial and critical success, and they were uh, definitely the most influential group of that entire time period. And this is also the time where we see the band starting to change 
their style and stage performance. Um, they started wearing some flashy uh, uniforms. Their stage presence would just... They had they had all the the bells and whistles. They had the the lasers, the fog, all that was starting to come into play, which is just an incredible, incredible um, atmosphere that they could bring as a team. I mean, seriously, just a brilliant move. You know, with stage performance, especially if you're coming up with the music and you're selling out shows, you need to focus on your stage performance. So such a such a smart idea by this band for sure, and uh, and with all the uh, commercial success too, uh, you know, like most bands at the time, uh, they started getting some getting the reputation that they were pretty big uh, partiers. Uh, what throwing TVs out the window, trashing hotels, you know that kind of thing, and uh, I don't know. A lot of people also thought it was kind of exaggerated heavily. But even so, it's just, this is something bands, like, kind of did at the time, so it's really nothing to be embarrassed about, in my opinion. But they do deny uh, being some big partiers, but I kind of believe otherwise. But that's just an opinion. Uh, I think it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's what you do. Like, if you, if you had a band, you'd be, you'd be partying heavy for sure, but... But anyway, uh, 1970 is when Led Zeppelin III would come out, and instead of a hard rock, heavy metal sound that they built the foundation on, uh, it was an acoustic-sounding album, which was a little weird, kind of uh, received some mix, mixed reactions from many, uh, but was still able to um, reach number one in the U.S. and U.K., no problem, uh, which, is really, which is really cool with bands like this. Uh, they... They just, they experiment. They do their own kind of thing, but then they eventually return back to the roots like we see with Led Zeppelin, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, it's cool. They they kind of experiment a little bit, and I don't think that's a wrong, uh, a wrong play, in my opinion. I think it's a really good thing that bands should do. Just kind of tease a little bit, you know, t- get a little taste of some stuff. So I think the acoustic album of Led Zeppelin three was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it received some mixed reactions. You're gonna get that here and there, but it, it still did pretty good, which is pretty cool. And uh, but it had a no competition with the next album, Led Zeppelin Four, or Untitled Four, many folks would call it. Uh, it was released November eighth, nineteen seventy one, selling thirty seven million copies. And this album is the one that had Stairway to Heaven on it, uh, which was the most played song on American rock radio at the time, and it's still one of the most recognized songs in the world. And after uh, that success of the album, they went on uh, tour for roughly two years, I think. They started late 1971 and ended early 1973 on their tours from that album, which is pretty freaking nuts, dude. Ah, uh, then in March 1973, Houses of the Holy, which is a fantastic record. We actually have that on record here. Uh, Houses of the Holy would release, uh, it would chart again, and at this time they were consistently filling large stadiums, auditoriums, all the bells and whistles. I mean, people love going to these shows, and like like I said before, their stage 
performance and stage setup was just unbelievable, uh, which made people actually want to go to these these shows and and the music obviously the music was just freaking amazing um but you know with these large productions and large shows comes a lot of work and they had to slow the rule down a bit um plus there were also rumors of page uh starting to use heroin before some of the shows but um he has denied those allegations and personally not 100 percent sure but i'm gonna take his word for it because that's that's all we have to go on, but uh, yeah, a lot of rumors like that was starting to go around, and you know I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I wasn't even born at this time. I, I didn't get to see this um, incredible surge of uh, Led Zeppelin because I was born in 2000, so and I I wasn't able to tell if that was going on, but yeah, I'm but me. I'm just going to take his word for it, because that's all I can do. Um, but yeah, they started to slow the rule down a little bit of touring, and in, in 1977 is when they started getting back into their groove. Uh, they started a new uh, American, uh, North American tour, and uh, while on that tour, sadly, uh, Robert Plant received some news that his son died from a uh, stomach virus, and they canceled the rest of that tour. And then um, the band would later release an album called In Through the Outdoor, which I haven't even heard of that. I didn't uh, listen to that one yet at all. And uh, they were set to tour in 1980, which would be the first tour since the 1977 one when uh, Robert Plant got that news. But um, while on this tour... In the uh, in through the outdoor album, uh, Bonham. This is where Bonham was starting to drink heavily, and uh, when they were staying at Page's house in Clewer, Windsor, in Berkshire, England, Bonham would be found dead uh, the next morning after staying at Page's house, uh, choking on his own vomit from drinking. And after the def- death of Bonham, this band was pretty much done at that point. Uh, other some of the fellas. Uh, did some solo work, but other than that, they were they were completely done. And like the Beastie Boys, um, the band members agreed to do a documentary called Becoming Led Zeppelin, which released in 2021 that I didn't know about. I didn't watch it at all. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that. And uh, that's the last thing I heard of these uh, from these fellas. Uh, I don't know if they've done anything else more than that than in 2021. I uh, probably should have researched that, but uh, but then again, I also haven't seen a documentary, so I'm a little behind. <laughs> but yeah, you can't you you can't deny the uh, the impact that Led Zeppelin had to rock and roll, uh, progressive metal. I mean, these dudes these dudes were the set in stone that created your your Deep Purple, Megadeth. Even bands like Smashing Pumpkins, you can tell they took inspiration through Led Zeppelin, just their incredible sound that they were able to come up with, you know? And, yeah, that I think that is that is why Led Zeppelin had a success story, boy. And uh, thank you for listening to the Mike on the Mic podcast. I am your host, DJ Mikey D. 
I uh, hope you enjoyed this cast and learned something new, possibly. And uh, DJ, DJ Mike D himself is signing out, and I will see you next time.